Hey podcast, just recording this little intro on the run in my little van on the road here in Cronulla at the moment. I'm actually about to meet up with Jack Baker to record an interview which you'll listen to once it's published and out there for you all to enjoy. Um, but this is the intro for the Lachlan Cramsey episode which was recorded a couple of months back when this New South Welshman was up in the Sunshine State, known as Queensland. Uh, Caught up with Lockie Cramsey near his home zone, had a great chat, had a little surf with him. Um, Really interesting character. He's quite a um, great competitor, Um, really top bloke, and someone who I really think uh, we haven't really seen the best of yet, and there is much more to come. So enjoy this episode. Thanks for all your support. Um, little reminder, got some Laboogie t-shirts, got a couple of the Science Laboogie collab boards still available if you're interested. Just hit me up in the DM. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot for all the support, guys, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Cheers. And then I reckon we're good for it. Welcome to another episode of the Boogie Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Kirkman, and this is the guest, Lucky Cramsey. G'day. Thanks for joining me, mate. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah. Glad to be here. Beautiful day, as you can see behind us. And your local hood. Yeah. Where are we exactly? Let's Welcome. situate ourselves. Let, let the viewer know where we're at. All right, so at the moment we're at uh, Yurumba, so it's a little point here. We just came in from a little boogie board and you had a surf, a little surf shredding up on the, on the 20 on your new 20 so i did a couple of spinners you did but that's about all we had out there but uh yeah we were just saying how nice the water is here still in the springy in the middle of winter yeah fully and it's um yeah it's just a beautiful day here so. you're saying this is one of your more higher performance surfing spots like is that what you'd you'd um you'd say like is yeah it... I, th- I think so i mean definitely stand up surfing this is where all the pros basically on the yeah, coast yeah. end up when yeah. it's good it's it's really good for shooting yeah um and when the banks are right it's like a really big uh not big but it's like a powerful wave yeah okay um so it's like a nice shore break for bodyboarding and out back it's really good for surfing so okay. i guess when the banks are right this is kind of where a lot of people end up yeah is it predominantly like because we've got like a bit of a northerly wind today and it yeah. gives it a slight offshore on the on the right handers yep is this the predominant wind that you'd come here on you'd be like okay it's blowing that northerly direction yeah. i'm going to your rumba yeah pretty much yeah. um like it is the middle of winter now but we're in summer when we do get these northerlies like mm. it can be good for like a week straight or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so so i guess it does get crowded here but um yeah, it's a beautiful beach. Yeah, it's and the so waves nice. get really fun. So. Yeah. So when we were out there, I was I was asking you about the shark nets, which are just kind of like placed down the beach, but don't seem yeah. to be out the front of where we were. Like, so what's the go there? Like, do you want to explain for the for the listener and the viewer? Like, yeah, how do these shark nets actually kind of work? What's their idea? And, um, and yeah, what's the go? Yeah, with without sort of getting in trouble and saying too much. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of um. It's, it's more for, I reckon it's more for the swimmers and the people that aren't sort of from here. They sort of look out and see some boys when they're, when they're at the flags or yeah. at the patrolled area. And they see that and think it's pretty safe. So, um, yeah, I mean, as we're surfing here, like near a point, there's, there's nothing out there, just a couple of rocks and that. And we yeah. saw the, um, we actually saw the shark boat come past and they just check up on the, on the drum lines and the actual, uh, 
uh, what do you call it? The, what else do we have? The nets. And they just check up to see if there's any bycatch or, or any sharks caught. Yeah. Generally, there's pretty much nothing, but usually, usually every time the shark, the actual drum lines, they'll be baited from fish and everything just yeah. to take They'll it. get a shark for sure, wouldn't they? Yeah, they do get sharks all yeah. the time, but I mean, usually it can get baited straight away if dolphins are Dolphins tend to follow that actual shark boat. No, you're kidding. They take the big chunk of whatever it is, chicken, steak, or tuna, straight off the hook straight away. So, but, what, uh, they just nibble it off the yeah, hook? Yeah, they, they'll just nibble it off. They won't get caught. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, I've been told that. That's a pretty funny story. So that's story. a free feed for the yeah, dolphins. Yeah, they just follow them. They're smart as hell, right? So yeah. they know exactly what's going yeah, on. Yeah, they know exactly what's going on. That's just so a free funny. feed. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, so, but yeah, like, I mean, the reality is we were just surfing. Yeah, like, there's nice patches of reef out the back here as well and you know you can just assume that some there'd be some uh, activity off those reefs there like yeah. you, you spearfish here sometimes yeah well, yeah right? spearfished here a few times and you haven't seen any big sharks here although they're definitely there's been some big ones caught years ago here but okay. um but yeah you see some big fish you get yeah. spanish mackerel and all that yeah. around here yeah so yeah people bring them in from shore dives at times so yeah, there's if there's big fish there's going to be some big sharks yeah of course just the deal eh? yeah just the deal all right so but so this is um nice little introduction to where we're sitting today that's that was a good one yeah. um so we're on the sunshine coast i've just driven down from noosa yep. i've kind of met you halfway you you're down at Maruchidor Way is that yep. what we're looking at in yep. the distance there? So is, is this where you grew up, or what's the where is this where bodyboarding began for you on this coastline pretty, here? Pretty much for yeah. sure, I'd say. Um, so I when I was really young, I was in Brisbane, and then I got into so basically how it started. I got into surf lifesaving. Uh, my dad was uh, super into it, and he was a lifeguard many many moons ago. Yeah. Um, he was the lifeguard sort of down south at Bondi, actually, for a oh, bit. Oh, okay. And uh, Tamarama and stuff. The original Bondi lifeguard. Yeah, super OG <laughs> um, for a little bit. And he, and then, yeah, moved to Brisbane. We moved up here and I started competing in nippers and surf lifesaving at yeah. Maruchidor. So I've competed for them for however many years. I don't really compete anymore, but still a member of the club. I was going to say, that's a thing you never change, right? You never really change your surf club membership. Yeah, no, not really, hey. No matter, even if you moved to the next town and there's yep. a surf club there, you definitely wouldn't nah, join their club. stay at the one. Yeah, it's that, so hey. funny, hey. Yeah, it's always like that. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I did that, I don't know, maybe when I was 10 or something. And and then I just, just started coming up here from Brisbane sort of every weekend and really enjoying the beach and i'd be begging dad to take friday off and then we'd yeah. stay up stay up here till sunday and go back to brisbane and then we ended up moving moving up here which is an awesome choice yeah it's just so, beautiful. so how old were you then 10 11 i reckon probably 12 or something okay so, right um and then got pretty pretty into the surf life saving and competing for such a young age mm -hmm. and um yeah started enjoying that started doing sort of fairly well so i um kind of started chasing that and getting really into my training, swimming training and the board paddling, Ironman yeah. training. Um, and yeah, really enjoying that. So I did that for years, but as I was doing that, I started getting into surfing. Like on Sundays, I'd we'd get there early at seven or 6.30. I'd go for a surf super early and then we'd go and do training. Yeah. And then we'd have like a two hour break and I'd go out bodyboard or surf. And then we'd have another midday session Jeez. And then I'd go and do something and then we'd have an afternoon session as well Jesus. on our Sundays. So, so it was huge days on the beach and 
uh, as everyone used to do, like you'd always finish off your weekend super sunburnt and absolutely he drained. He must have been and, fried. And um, yeah, uh, nothing, some hot chips and a <laughs> Pepsi or something can't fix so at that age. Um, so yeah, started started doing that and that was awesome. And then I kind of, I think everyone sort of slowly grows out of it. Um, I still really enjoyed the water, but started growing out of the surf life set or competing in surf life saving. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just started really getting into catching waves and I was actually surfing a lot back then, say when I was 12 to 14 and I ended up breaking my arm uh-huh. at some stage. I can't even recall how I did it, doing something dumb, I mm-hmm. think at school. Um, and I couldn't surf because I had a cast on. And the surf was big. Well, it was pretty solid here at that age. And we, we'd always go down to a shore break just to close out. Yeah. Up in Lullaby there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it must have been when my arm was almost healed, but I was still in a cast. And I obviously couldn't surf, so I'd just take the bodyboard out. Right. With the cast and just kind of like slide into these little closeouts. That's funny. And, so, so this is like at the age of about 14? Uh, probably 12. Yeah, oh, okay. 12 or 13 or okay. something. All right. But it was... It was sort of when it kind of clicked and I was like, I had a broken arm, but I was like, I'm having so much bloody fun yeah. on the bodyboard. Just even just getting barrels and getting clothes out with a broken arm. Like it's pretty risky I'm gonna, too. Yeah, no, <laughs> it probably wasn't the best idea. No. But, um, and I think that's where it kind of clicked. And I was like, look, I, I want to do this more than surfing and yeah. more than surf lifesaving or Ironman stuff. That's interesting. I mean, just picking up on something first, the irony for me of, a crippled person becoming a cripple full-time in life is kind of funny in itself. You know, we get called lots of names in bodyboarding and one of them is a cripple. Not that there's anything wrong with having a disability, but, um, you know, it's kind of ironic that you had an injury which brought it on for you. Yeah. Um, but were you, was it also that... Um, did you have that... that were you, was your friendship group also bodyboarding at the time or was it... Or was yeah, it was it... probably both. So, okay. So it started off... Uh, yeah, a bit of both at the young age, and then we went to like surfing and bodyboarding. And there was Alexandra Headland, so it's Malulba, Alex, and then Maruchidor. Yeah, yeah. We'd go to Alex after school or something with a group of us, and um, what we ended up doing, there'd always be like a tiny little shorey there, mm. and we'd just go down there, and it'd be perfect for run ins. Like, oh, okay. So just sprinting right. down with Sweet. the board and jump on and do some airs yeah. out, out to the ocean. and we did that for ages. It just must have been the way the banks were at that stage. But yeah, right. We must have had a year or two doing that all the time. And, Shit. And so that got us just into riding bodyboards and that. And yeah. um, I think that's where it kicked off between the broken arm and catching some closeouts and really enjoying getting barrels mm. to using the bodyboard for run-ins and that. I, it just kind of all clicked and I was like, man, bodyboarding's epic. Like, mm. <laughs> like um, I just love a bodyboard in general like yeah. there's so many things to do on it and mm. at that age like you could do it for everything you could be you know it could be raining you could be sliding down on the bloody sand or the grass it's remarkably or, versatile yeah grass. you can just do anything yeah, on yeah. it so, oh, so that's, that's, like, that's probably how it started i reckon with the broken arm and then doing the run-ins and mm. at a young age with yeah just a group of mates and yeah. then and then it's sort of started getting older and um i think yeah times changed and everyone started riding surfboards like well my group from school started riding surfboards there so. is that moment where a lot of people they just switch right yeah like, they there do is that switching time that's right so so why didn't you go back 
think I just had too much fun. Were you Honestly, already competing like, then when they were switching back though? Were you already was, into club comps and it stuff? It would have been right at the start, so getting towards the age of 14. Yeah. Um, 14, 15, yeah, 14. And, were you um, competing in Grom? Like, were you doing state titles and stuff like that I by didn't, then? Or? I didn't do Grom, so I, I think it was 14. So cadets was when you yeah, got started? Yeah, cadets. The first year of cadets right. was my first year. Yeah. I don't know all of your competitive history, but did you get any of those national titles or? Uh, I did. Which I one did you got, get? I got t cadets. Oh, you got a cadets national yeah, title? Yeah, I did get a cadets, yeah. Wow, so I mean, this is pretty interesting. So yeah. you're saying, and this is kind of repeats itself a lot. Uh, I don't know what it is about this reality with you guys, but you, Joe Clark is similar. Um, I was talking to Craig Wetter the other day um, for his podcast as well, yeah. and like you guys really got into this quite late, yeah. but had really rapid growth in your abilities. Like to win a yeah. national title in cadets, which is one of the most competitive divisions I think yeah, when it comes it to huge. that. Um, so what two years after you took bodyboarding seriously? Yeah, almost more hey, or less, like two to was... three years. Like that's pretty remarkable. And I think that sort of it's when it came down to like the the wave riding background for surf life saving and sure. all that, like confidence yeah the confidence of waves and you know at that age you just you just want to catch heaps of waves and that's all i was doing i was just out there all the time and yeah so it kind of just just came to me that like bodyboarding so much fun so i spent so many hours out there at that age and then, well, you're just out there every single day as soon as like it yeah, was your thing you were 100 percent at that age for sure yeah. like it could be it could be so bad there could be blue bottles there could be whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you just you're out there in the afternoon and then all of a sudden, you're getting yelled at by your parents to come in because yeah. it's getting late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I know that. Which would happen most afternoons. I know, just always pointing like that parent on the beach. I'm like, just one more, yeah, just yeah. one more. And then yeah. they're like, right, oh, one more. And then it takes another 15 minutes of yeah. fuming. And then I get the embarrassment of because growing up at Marichidor, if I was bodyboarding there, yeah. I'd know all the lifeguards and my parents would yell out and they'd PA me. Oh, like, no. PA. <laughs> I'm just like, head down, coming in, like, yeah. They'd get Lucky on the Kenzie, can you please come in? Your oh, parents have been waiting for an hour. I'm just that's like, so oh, funny. <laughs> that's so funny. But also that, like this whole, I mean, you and I have pretty similar um, backgrounds there with the surf lifesaving being so important or predominant. I was really into it as well as a kid and paddling the boards and like doing the different state yeah. titles and that kind of stuff and really being into it up until the age of 13. And then super competitive as well loved yep. winning loved being at the front of the pack not yep. in the middle um do you feel like that competitive history and that focus is what really helped you move so quickly into bodyboarding oh, competitively 100 percent, i think yeah. like there's yeah there's nothing like winning like yeah <laughs> I, I mean everyone could would think the same but you you want to be first you never yeah. want to be you don't want to not be first ever like, yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of, that's where a lot of it came from. Um, just the passion in something like, there was always the passion for surf lifesaving, but when I found bodyboarding, it was like, all right, I want to be the best at this. Yeah. Straight away, like at that young age too, at 12, 14. Yeah. So it's like, I yeah, know exactly I want to be. the same feeling. And that, like, there wasn't so much dedication because there was so much fun in it at that age, but that's probably another reason why there were so many hours put in the water like yeah. before or after school yeah until dark so yeah it's funny that whole um cadet national title is like a i like looking at the history books on that mm. one because in australia it's actually like a really 
good club. I'm in the club. You're in the club. Yeah. Um, Mitch, Andrew Lester. I think I saw once that um, Adam Keegan as well was a cadet national yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah. So there's all these like kind of names, and I yeah. remember saying it myself at the time. I was like, I need to win. Like I want to win the cadet national title. Like I really wanted to win the cadet national title because I was like, that's the one that matters. This it is the one is, that says hey, something about the it's future. Massive. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. For the future. Yeah. So I always loved that, and um, yeah, it's a cool little, cool little thing to be on that yeah. on that list. And but I, um, yeah, I do remember it was like it was, yeah, pretty much my first actual year of competing, and it was just like, it was at Duram at Debar there. At oh, was it? Yeah, and it was. What year was that then? Shit. That must have been Jeez. like early two thousands, or yeah, yeah. And, and what, I, who was in the final? Do you remember who was in the final with you? I. Or who were the main guys? At so that the time? main the main guys was definitely George Louis. Oh, this Thorpe. is your generation. Yeah, Thorpey, Thorpey Wally. Um, I think who? One of those guys Travis must have been in the Boulder. final with you. Surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, if, well, it should have been basically all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm trying to think who else. Um. Uh, Tom, Tom Rigby, he was like Shit. a year older, but okay. I know I versed him maybe my first year, or maybe first year of juniors or something. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Um, but that's yeah. a pretty, like, that's a pretty competitive year then in yeah. bodybuilding for sure. Yeah, it was, especially back then when everyone was doing it, like, it was, yeah. it was high intense, like, and I, I just remember because, because I didn't know much at all about bodyboarding because it was my first year, I rocked up and saw, like, just all these big names at Debar, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is huge! Yeah. Like, this is bodyboarding, and this yeah. is huge." And I, I don't know anything about it, but look at all these massive names That's that are here. So like, everyone's funny. there. That is so. Funny. And so, yeah, when that happened, I, I think that was another like, little, little moment where I was like, "Wow, I, I want to keep legit. doing this. This is legit. And yeah. I want to keep following this, and I want to be one of these dudes that are older that." everyone is kind of staring at yeah. and just frothing over yeah. like I was yeah well, do you remember the final do you remember your final uh because the one you won no, it I know sure, you remember something about I, it all I remember was it was just intense between me George and Louis and Davis must have been in the year below because I I know one year we didn't verse Davis yeah um, but yeah, I just remember because I didn't know their names then because it was so early on. I don't think mm. doing it. And yeah, like that's that's probably when we all started getting our name. Like Wingers, yeah. Wingers had his um, his Star Surf clip, I believe it was, okay. and he was so young, whatever age he was, twelve or thirteen, and like he was ripping in that, and I was like, oh my god, these this are the boys I'm versing. Like, against, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, like they were getting sick clips of. Them over in WA and just getting super fun waves and yeah, you know like flipping every wave or doing inverts and stuff. And at that age, I was just looking at it, going like, I want to do this. Did like, you feel like I remember? I remember that WA threat as well because for me it was um Brad Hughes. Yeah, he was the guy over in WA who I who I saw and he won every he won so many comps when we were younger. Like he won every I think he might have won every grommet freaking national title really yeah, yeah. Like, even from a really young age and he was just like but his style was so advanced and his power was on a different mm. level to the rest of us on the east coast and yeah and i think like there always seemed to be this thing with the wa riders where they just had this extra power that we just mm. never had here at that yeah. age because we just didn't maybe have the exposure to those waves I yeah think. 
Yeah, but they I'd came across so. strong. They came on real strong. Straight like, didn't they? Yeah, super advanced. And I guess maybe it helped having Hardy and Virtue and mm. all that kind of generation before Louis and, and George and that to kind of look at and go, okay, this is how we should yeah. do it too. But um, yeah, crazy how powerful the WA guys are at a young age. Yeah. It levels out over time, of course. You know, we all get to travel more and yeah. we get to build our confidence on the East Coast. But yeah, it was funny to see um, to see that. Like that's... Um, yeah. Yeah, really interesting to notice that it's the same kind of thing repeating itself. Yeah, that's right. And that that mm. was like when I was just like, man, I want to, I want to like keep following this. And I'm guessing I'll be versing these guys all my life. And yeah. I want to be traveling with them and, yeah. you know, doing all that cool stuff. And I'm like, these are the boys I want to be traveling with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, let's, so cool. let's continue on the story then, because like from that, that cadet national title, that must've been a bit of a an opening for you you must have probably got a couple of sponsors yeah. off the back of it yeah. it must have gotten a bit more real yeah so what happened after that like what was the next kind of it kind of was because because i was so early into it i had uh inverted so the yep. local shop that sponsored me since yeah well they were my first sponsor and still to this day that's cool so shout out to them inverted legend um yeah so i had them and then after i won that i remember um yeah, I did, I did get hit up and also Ben from Inverted sort of helped me get a few sponsors then. Mm. And that's when it really became sort of real to me that this this is like, this could work out. You know, yeah. you start getting free stuff if you start getting free boards or it's like nice some feeling. free clothes. And yeah. and yeah, free weddies too. That was like a long time ago. Um, I got some reflex weddies and yeah, that was just wild. I yeah, was just yeah. like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm getting all this free stuff. I like, don't have to pay anymore. Oh my God, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, my parents don't have to pay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah, that was probably like an, another big part of growing up when I was like, this is sick. Like, yeah. I'm getting heaps of free stuff and like, yeah. I'm comfortable in the water and I'm really freaking enjoying it. Like, I want to go. Mm. And, and that was probably when I started being like, no, what I want to actually go travel and yeah. Take it to the next a bit, level. A bit further than sort of just Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you did. And like, I mean, you've done a few number of cool trips. I mean, there's a lot of nice stuff coming out at the moment with you doing crazy invert reverses. Pretty sick. Yeah. From, um, that's some Philippine stuff, is it? Is that, that from the Philos or? That was some older stuff from Samoa. It's much the same, Samoa. actually. Yeah. Look, yeah okay, sick, sick. Yeah. So you've gotten a few trips under your belt, but yeah. in the meantime, you've also, you know, you well, you've run won the Australian tour three times. Mm. And you came on to the world tour. Like, when did you dabble in the world tour and all this? Because that's where I think a lot of people um, watching this and, and who might be listening to this are going like, why the hell yeah. isn't Cramsey up there kicking Tanner's ass, kicking Tristan's <laughs> ass? You know, because, I don't know about that. Well, you know, you're I'd in love that. love to be in yeah, the mix. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, people <laughs> expect that you should be. So yeah what, what's going on like why hasn't that step um, eventuated for you what's the what's the what's the problem here i think it's it had a it's got a lot to do with uh mental um you know i like I, I think everyone would say this in probably all the interviews but it's such a big thing like my yeah your mental state that's that's what you got to look after a lot and mm. um i found myself like i love absolutely love traveling and love um competing and all that but if I'm traveling and if I'm sort of traveling by myself and not with a group, I sort of, I tend to kind of have meltdowns and then okay. I just, I really start struggling to do things and then all of a sudden it ends up in like, 
bad kind results. Of a, yeah, like a downward spiral. So I'll be traveling and I'll just start doing rookie stuff at the airport. Like yeah. nothing major. It'll just be like, I got to fill out where I'm staying. And I'm like, oh, where is this? Like it's on my phone somewhere, you know. Yeah. And just random things like that. And then who, how long I'm staying for and who I'm flying back with. And then um, it'll just, yeah, it'll be a downward spiral. And I've really sort of struggled to travel by myself, as lame as that sounds. I sort of... Is what it is. Yeah. Mm. I, like, I hate it. I'd love get to be it. able to. But, I, um, yeah, I don't seem to do well, sort of... I need, yeah, it's almost like I need someone to look after me, <laughs> as bad as that is, but yeah, and then... Anyone want to travel with Lockie yeah, when the World Tour yeah, comes back and I need someone to chaperone help. him? Yeah, chaperone me. <laughs> Bee's, um, Bee's board caddy, that's probably something yeah. we can look into. Yeah. I'm sure anyone listening to this might be interested. And, and just do all the basic things <laughs> yeah, that just for book some him reason in. I can't do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Bathe him in the evenings Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a major that's a thing. Must. No, um, that's... Okay, so that's interesting. So, yeah. like, that explains... Because I remember when you came, um, well, you didn't do too badly in Brazil. You finished ninth in Brazil, yep, didn't you? Yeah. So that's like a good, that's a decent result. But still, I, I kind of yeah. think, you know, I think I was actually watching that heat online. I didn't go to Brazil that year. And I think I skipped out after, after um, Arica. But um, yeah, you, you had a, I think it was a heat against Pierre, maybe. Man on man. Yep. And you were kind con- was it Pierre or someone else that was kind of significant? I was like, wow, yeah, he's winning this. It was, it was, um. It was such a big heat, and the scores are pretty high. Really high. Some big airs. I think I didn't land maybe a, a really big invert that would exactly, have been a big yeah. score, maybe got me through. Yeah, exactly. I remember watching yeah. it, kind of just like, come on, he's nearly there, he's nearly there. And then it was like, uh, you know, but Pierre, you know, winning a heat against yeah. is pretty rare and pretty yeah, special when you I get know. it. But, um, but so, like, you didn't have always terrible results, but, yeah. you know, you did... You, you kind of bombed a bit in the chilly one though, right? Like yeah, you kind of... so that was maybe the start of it. Like yeah. I, I travelled there and sort of didn't really travel with the big group, got there and I was like, didn't really know where I was staying and it was all a little bit sketchy. And, yeah. Um, I sort of, yeah, sort of struggled. Like I ended up staying with a few of the boys like Shaden yeah. and Jack Baker, which was sick. So so they looked after me. So yeah. Thanks, boys. But, thanks, boys. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just ended up sort of trying to do my own thing and getting waves, and then I just couldn't get into the rhythm, and little things kept going wrong, and that's kind of when I started a little downward spiral went. And I, I think, I mean, it's it is an excuse, but that was maybe part of the reason why I didn't really, I just really couldn't get in rhythm in Chile. Whereas yeah. the years, I, I went there two years previous to the last time I went, yeah, and I just had such a sick time, like. I got Is that so back in many, 2011 or 2013 yeah. or something like that? Yeah, sorry, that was yeah, Way a back, few years eh? back. Yeah. And I just had such a good time, got so many fun waves, and I got smoked all the time. Like, I was going for big airs and getting pumped, but... It yeah, was super that, competitive back then, too. Yeah. That was when the IBA was in full swing. Yeah, and... Um, but, yeah, after I sort of settled in, I kind of bombed out in Chile and then I maybe I got a little bit more comfortable for Brazil mm. and maybe that's why I did a bit better and I I sort of got a few few more fun waves free surfing as well in Brazil whereas Chile I put so many hours in and just I just didn't find myself enjoying it because I couldn't get the right waves and yeah. just, so but it can yeah, be a tricky was, wave that too, it I can mean. be tricky yeah especially when it's big it's like yeah I just I found myself either getting closeouts or getting one that didn't yeah. have a section or a bowl or anything. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, the left as well is pretty gnarly when it gets bigger, I reckon. Like, yeah. you're taking off and you kind of like... 
I don't know what's going to happen next. And now I'm committed to committed. this wave. And, and yeah, I could get the best barrel wrong, of my life, or I could just get absolutely drilled and then I'm on dry roof. So. Yeah, I know the ups and downs of that wave for sure. Yeah. From my experiences. Yeah, so you've had a few good waves out there. Right? Good ones and good also sessions. getting smashed as well. <laughs> <laughs> getting torn yeah. to shreds. So. Yeah, that's right. No, it's, a, it's an interesting wave. But, I mean, that experience off the back of it, I feel like you, you learnt, obviously, a, a bit about yourself yeah. and what you need to have in place to compete 100%, better. 100%. So. so is that something like, does, is the fire still burning then for you to have a crack? Or is it something that's kind of slowly leaving your grasp i i think the fire is still there for sure yeah i i just i i've definitely figured out that like i want to enjoy it if i'm not enjoying it or if i put too much pressure on myself i'm not going to do well mm. like almost guarantee i'm not going to do well in the comp so yeah. so yeah no matter what happens i need to be sort of happy whilst i'm competing and mm. if i'm I wouldn't say aggressive, but if I'm really into it and really like I have to do good, then I'm not going to. So, yeah. so when I'm doing these comps, I, I definitely know now like I want to, I want to enjoy it mm. basically, and mm. I want to be there for the excitement and the fun of the comp, and yeah. not to, not to pressure myself into I must, I mm. must make the final or yeah. I must do, do so and so. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, at the end of the day, it's one wave at a time, isn't it? It is. Like, it's I think that's one how... One wave at the time. Yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. So, you can't be thinking about yeah. the next Surfing your final before you paddling yeah. out for your first heat. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, but this competitive instinct's clearly in you, and it's, it's yeah. obviously something you want to develop. I mean, with the current state of the world, I mean, we're kind of breaking the social distancing rule right now, but yeah. that's all right. The, um, but, I mean, it's a really weird time, and there's a lot of uncertainty. Oh. How are you keeping yourself in the form you want to like keep yourself in to be ready to mm. launch back onto that when the time comes oh, like, what are you doing about it i mean it's it's hard yeah it's so so true like i usually well before the covid and the corona and all that i'd be going to gym and sort of that was kind of my happy between gym waves and spearfishing and diving they were my happy places mm kind of thing and so when that got taken away it was it was either like diving or surfing and it was mm. all at the beach mm. and so that made it a little bit harder so I haven't been sort of training for ages like I've done training outside and done some fitness and that but yeah I just think the whole I don't know for some reason I, I really enjoy uh going to gym and doing fitness in there not not necessarily lifting weights but just just doing things in there. You're a bit of a beefcake, though. Like, you're a pretty strong dude. Oh, not, not at the moment. No, nah, but, like, like, even, like, when you're in your form. Like, yeah. you're not a, you're not that kind of typical skinny little yeah. runty bodyboarder, which is kind of interesting because I've noticed in your approach, like, it's always very powerful and quite explosive. Mm. Is that kind of an advantage for you, or do you look at other guys that are a bit more kind of loose and mm. flexible and go, ah, I wish I could be a bit more like that? Like, how do you feel yeah, about your own I performance? Yeah, I think it's... That it can go both ways, yeah. definitely. I think um, in the positive side, there's because I may have a bit more power. I can sort of, especially in the smaller ways, you can yeah. sort of force things and get things exactly, done yeah. nice and easy. Yeah. But also, if there's a bit of extra weight on me, then that makes it a hundred times harder. Yeah. And reminds me a lot of Lester's physique. Like Lester yep. was always that guy that had um, he he could put on that bit of extra muscle. And he could be—he was quite thick, 
and he wasn't that skinny kid he was, you know, like he became a man and it was like, yeah. okay, now he's still got to do this, but he still managed to have so much power in small ways. Yeah. It was really interesting to see just how he's, maybe it was a technique thing to yeah. work with that, that kind of weight and muscle, you know, like it's, a, yeah, it's interesting to, sure. to look And it at. is interesting to see people's different sort of styles and that in, in waves, but just how tall and how skinny they yeah, are. Like yeah. if there's someone really tall and skinny that's surfing, like, how they ride the waves and what they do, I guess, especially with their legs and, yeah. you know, grabbing the waves and that, whereas, like, someone short and kind of a bit stocky like me is, yeah. like, a lot different. Yeah. So it's kind of cool when you sort of break it down a little bit more like that as well. Mm. I reckon you'd, you'd, it'd be interesting to, to see you at Sintra in um, Portugal just to yeah. see how you'd go there because it's bloody hard competition. That's one of the hardest ones, I reckon. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a beach break. It's definitely not the best one yeah and then it's you just got to deal with it and try yeah, and find the results so much things going yeah, on yeah and i reckon it'd yeah, be an right. interesting case for you to look at and go like okay how am i going to win this one Cause, yeah yeah i mean it can be 10 foot for day one and then it'll be one foot for yeah. the last day you know it's pretty wild but um yeah no it'd be interesting to see you back out there i mean when it comes to like the people who support you are they on board when it comes to the competition stuff or not like i mean no, I'm not asking you to criticise your sponsors, yeah. but I mean, is there an appetite for them to see you get a world title? Um, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, it'd be epic to get it, but at the moment, it's just... I think we we all find it pretty hard in Australia because, um, say, if some, say if an Aussie... Say if I got a world tour this year or next year when the tour's going on, like, it's not there's not much going on in australia about the world tour like nah. there's not much out there saying like online and that it's all just free surfing and clips and like cool surfing and that it's there's not much to do with comps at the moment which yeah. is a bit annoying um so as as good as it actually would be and i would love to win a world tour like the fire's still there for sure i just at the moment i don't know if it'll be the best thing ever for my career mm. I think like I would rather get have the best year of my life getting waves maybe mm. uh, oh well actually I'd, I'd rather win the world tour <laughs> there you go. in all honesty <laughs> I'd, ra I'd rather win the world tour but um, for my career I think it would be better to get the best waves yeah. of my life in a year than and film to, it and whatnot. yeah it's a hard thing, hey. Like, but yeah, you, I'd rather win the world. <laughs> like, but isn't it like frustrating maybe for you? Because yeah. you seem. It was definitely frustrating for me back in the day because I was more competition focused and other guys who got got the videos and got on with that. Yeah. Um, but is it is it a frustration to, to to deal with this reality in bodyboarding where there's this kind of mm. there's these dual forces pushing against each other? Like, yeah, we want you to com like competing's great, but we don't get the photos we need, but free surfing's better because we get all the content we need yeah. and Instagram stacked and yep. everybody froths like it's kind of yeah it's super hard to get them both hey? it is super hard hey and I'm not yeah I'm not sure how it is in other countries at the moment but yeah it's just kind of the tour seems to be struggling yeah at the moment in Oz anyway like like to get us to go I don't know yeah I don't know what the other boys are like and that that is like everyone that's sponsored in Oz but it doesn't seem like that's what um, like the sponsors really want us to do it all like mm. like I mean they do want us to do it but you can get more benefits out of doing other things for that type of money yeah so yeah it is annoying like that it'd be sick to do the world tour and I still plan to do it 100% mm. um, 
hopefully after this COVID finishes, hopefully that can piss off ASAP. See when that happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still 100% ready for it, and I I really want to chase a tour, and I I I think if I can get my mindset correct and mm. enjoy it, then man, I I want to do all the comps for sure. And a good chaperone. Yeah, and a good chaperone too. Yeah. Maybe that's the shout out down and down the line. But yeah. I reckon we'll I reckon we'll wrap this podcast there. I think it was a nice little little chat. Yeah. We're at the sweet spot, so um. Thanks for um, taking me for a surf at your local, mate. It looks like it's actually getting better. I'm just looking through to seeing guys get barrels now. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. Just give us that 10 bucks for, the, <laughs> for getting out there. We'll nah, see, we'll it see. Was, um, yeah, it was a fun little wave and it was awesome to catch up with you yeah. as well. Like, no, it's, stoked, stoked. Sometimes it can be a few months between, you know, us burgers seeing each I know, other. I know, so. it is funny, hey. it is. That's definitely, I've noticed a lot of the guys, that's what they miss a lot when I chat about it, they're just kind of missing the crew they yeah, used to be cruised with, for you know. Sure. Like we, we were talking about the little Sunny Coast comp this weekend. Yeah, it's exactly. Just a little get together and yeah. you and Hardy and yeah. like, there's going to be some people there. It's going to yeah, be, be awesome. Fun. I'm actually lifeguarding it at oh, the beach right, at Marichidor, yeah. so I'll have to I'll swing be, by on your clubby board. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll drop in on everyone on the lifeguard board. Nah, so I'll make my way down and sort of hang out. Hopefully, it's not too busy and I'll be able to spend some time down there. Yeah, sick. Sick. Yeah, it should be awesome. So maybe the last little note for anyone out there is if you do have a local bodyboard club, bloody join it if you're not in yeah, it. Yeah, get into it's a, it. It's, it's a good cool fun thing. And, and also it's it's a really good family thing, hey, for totally. the younger kids. Like I've, I've, it's sick watching the parents, you know, get get into it and get into the barbecues or whatever they want to do. But yeah. Days like this, man. Like, what else do you want to be doing? Yeah. Like, day you'd at the love beach. to be down there. Day at the beach, the kids can go round them up with all the other kids, and yeah. they can be tired by the afternoon and. Yeah. Learn a few things and get into a sport that's really awesome. Finishing it right there, that was great. Thanks, mate. Yep. <laughs>